So I'm on his back, on the ground, yelling at this man, you stole from me, you stole from me. At the same time, I'm elbowing this car that we've rolled into against the wheel well, because whenever you hit it, the alarm goes off, but it doesn't stay off. was I thinking? What is up, Internet? Welcome to the What the Fuck Was I Thinking podcast episode, Something or Other. So before we get started with our guest, Colton, this week, I'd just like to go over how this show works. So the point of this show is an analyzation of people in high stress situations making less than optimal choices. So the first thing I want you to understand is we're not trying to glorify violence here, but when violence does happen, sometimes some funny things happen along the way. So jump onto the show, listen to Colton tell his crazy pizza bouncer story. It is definitely one of the funniest episodes we've ever done. And I'd like to send out a huge thank you out there to everybody who's thanked me for doing this show. I really appreciate all the feedback on it. I know this seems to be your favorite piece of content I'm doing at the moment. It is fun. I'm glad you're liking it. Don't forget to check out the debates. Don't forget to check out the interview show. Welcome to the Randy King Live podcast channel. And as always, the lessons learned from this story will be on the Patreon, the $5 level. Again, Colton, I am a lifelong martial artist. I got into martial arts when I was a wee kid because I wanted to be a Power Ranger or Ninja Turtle or something along those lines. So started in Taekwondo, really fell in love with Taekwondo, ended up, my martial arts journey is kind of a tag-along tale, because as my instructors were looking for something more practical, one of my instructors ended up going to law enforcement, realized that there was limitations with Taekwondo in law enforcement type settings. They started to teach Krav Maga. So I got into Krav Maga. From Krav Maga, we started to branch into the Boss Rutan mixed martial arts systems. So I started doing MMA as well. And I just did it because I loved it. So one thing led to another. Science degree after college didn't really turn into the fantastic multimillionaire that I thought I would be. (laughs) And I ended up working as a bar bouncer for a couple years. And now I'm also in law enforcement, community service officer. So I'm a support position for my local law enforcement. And that's pretty much me. Cool. I, I, I swear to God, Krav Maga owns a commission to Taekwondo. Like everybody <laughs> I've talked to is like, I started in Taekwondo and then blah, blah, blah. And then I ended up in Krav Maga and I did the same thing. So it's just hilarious. Every time I hear that story of like, you know, I started here, we ended up here. Now we're doing Krav Maga. You are very near the legendary Rory Miller. He lives in the same state you live in, which is pretty mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, he's, uh, I don't know where you are, but he's definitely up the road. He's pretty north. So Colton, what's the story you want to tell the listeners? Okay, so this is the story of my fight. And I call it my fight because it's the only one I've been in outside of a professional capacity. I used to teach martial arts. Like I said, Taekwondo instructor, Krav Maga instructor, mixed martial arts instructor. But I was very non-confrontational growing up. I was always the quiet, nerdy kid. And martial arts was just this passion I had on the side. Didn't, wasn't really interested in competing, so didn't do a lot of competition or anything until I got into bouncing. And then this story begins because I ended up being really good at bouncing, not because I was a good fighter, but because I was good at talking to people. So I learned that I was really good, really calm in certain situations and and really good at it. So I ended up 
being the security manager for a pizza place bar combo. So if we're talking about what the fuck was I thinking, that's probably a good place to start is that I was a pizza bouncer. <laughs> I like I like that you're a pizza bouncer. It's like you it's like you've yeah. dealt with like pizza from the wrong side of the tracks. Like get mm-hmm. out of here, yeah. pepperoni. Anyway, yeah. go on. So doing that for a couple of years, which is where this starts. And kind of calling back to something that you've mentioned in some of your previous podcasts, I was really good at I was really good at security work. I didn't have very many physical altercations. The one I did, I handled pretty easily. Right. So I, I thought I was, you know, hot shit. I had, a, I had a hot shit mentality for a lot of it. So this story starts with me. It's after work. We've closed up. It's about 4 a.m. Because where I work, uh, once the bars close down at 2.30, keeps me in a, ple- a pizza place until about 4 a.m. Right. And if you've done bar work, you can imagine what kind of hassle that all turns out to be what well, so oh, I'm, I'm gonna interrupt you but i think i mm-hmm. agree like what it is is definitely like it's like so yeah police have to deal with annoying people but jail guards have to deal with them after the police are done so at the mm-hmm. pizza place like we get to kick them out and you're dealing mm-hmm. with them after we've already ejected them so that's not great yes yes so you you eject them and then yeah. they come down to the bar so 230 was an <laughs> interesting spot right there because we're not serving alcohol it's just pizza but everyone is drunk. Right. And um, I've, I've often told it that, and I'll get back to the story in a second. Sure. If you ever want to feel like a superhero, be a sober person at a crowded restaurant at 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> like you are smarter and faster than everyone there. It's like, be, it's like having a superpower. So anyways, here I am. I'm walking back to the, my parking garage. I've got a stack of pizzas that I'm carrying in my hand that I'm taking home to my family. And I always park in this parking garage about a block and a half away. So I'm going up the first level and my car is right outside the the door. So you exit the stairwell. Here's my car. So I exit the stairwell. I've got the stack of pizzas. And I see that my rear door is open. And there is somebody that I don't know bent over in the back, like rummaging around in my car. So I walked in on essentially a a car break-in. And here's my car. So I... I, uh, I'm holding my pizzas and I remember just shouting like, what the fuck are you doing? And this guy pops out. He's a little bit older than me. He's a little bit bigger than me. Looks kind of, you know, a little scruffy, a little dirty, maybe homeless. I don't know. And he does something that I'm super familiar with from the, the security world. He right. squeaks. He goes, right. he does one of these. So, which is, I can caught you, you doing something bad. Yeah. Can you walk out why you're so familiar with that sound? Because in the security world, you, you turn the corner on people doing stuff they don't know they're supposed to be doing all the time. And they always have that same <gasps> reaction. It's a little squeak. It, right. Particularly when they're drunk. It's just, they're like human squeaky toys. It's weird. So he does the, the squeak. And I'm like, okay. I set my pieces down on the hood. And I walk forward, totally closing the gap with the guy. And in my head, I'm thinking he's going to run. Like, this guy's just going to bail. And I just reach up and I close my door. And as soon as I close the door and it swings between us, boom, he hits me. So hits you me close the door, he hits Yeah. Me. So I close the door, door swings shut. So now there's nothing between us because there was right. a door between me and him. Right. I close it and he, he hits me a couple of times. I don't know. And I remember, uh, if you're familiar with like Muay Thai, I dropped into a long guard type position okay. and threw a round kick. Right. Uh, threw a, I threw a leg kick. And the reason this is important, because I only hit, I only threw two strikes in this whole fight. 
<laughs> is, is I threw what's what I would call a I got you kick. Okay. Which is the, you've, I did it all the time as an instructor. If you've been sparring an instructor and you're new, it's that kick that touches you, but doesn't hurt. There's no, there's no power behind it. I threw that and I like did a, I got you kick on his leg and he completely ignored it because there's nothing behind it. And he just kept pummeling me. So <laughs> he knocks me down. I remember getting up on my ass. I pop up and there he is. And now I'm mad. Like now the emotions have come over. So he actually, he starts to turn and run, but I'm not having it. So I just tap. I just go into close in. I clinch with him. I remember I'm trying to knee him in the groin, like all the Krav Maga's coming out, but right. my pants have like, are slightly baggy and they've, they've sagged down a bit. So I can't get the knee up there because the, my pants are, are prohibiting me. So we end up hitting the ground. I ended up taking him down. And I pretty quickly scramble onto his back and I just become a little backpack. And at this point, yeah, at this point, I'm yelling at him like, you stole from my car, you stole from my car. And he's yelling, he's yelling at me. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I thought it was my mom's car. I thought it was my mom's car. So I'm yelling back at him like, why are you stealing from your mom? What are you doing? <laughs> and at this point, we've rolled into another car parked in the garage and the alarm has gone off for just for a second. Like the moment we make impact, the alarm goes off. And I know that there's private security who walk the parking garage, like a, you know, regular unarmed security patrol. So I'm on his back, on the ground, yelling at this man, you stole from me, you stole from me. At the same time, I'm elbowing this car that we've rolled into against the wheel well, because whenever you hit it, the alarm goes off, but it doesn't stay off. Okay. So I'm like hitting this car causing the alarm to go off and it shuts off and I hit it again and he's he's yelling at me he's like what are you doing like stop and I'm yelling security right and I'm just making as much noise as possible and so he's you're like, hitting the car you're hitting uh -huh. the car to draw attention so you're like why yes. won't this alarm stay on I'm trying yes. to get witnesses okay yes. yeah I'm trying to I'm trying to draw as much attention as I can I'm hitting this car and he, he's, he's yelling at me. He's like, quiet, quiet. What are you doing? And I'm like, no, security. <laughs> and we're wrestling around. We end up moving. At one point, he, he, he got like an Apple Watch case. I don't know where that came from. He was like trying to hit me with it. And who knows? And we're rolling around. I'm on his back this whole time. And I remember at one point, like starting to, to sink in a choke. Like I was going to go choke him. And I stopped and went, oh, no, I shouldn't choke him. I could hurt him. <laughs> and like that went through my head so i was like oh i could hurt him i don't want to hurt him so i'm rolling around with him and uh eventually i'm yelling i stole from me i stole from me and he's telling me Jenny he thought it was his mom's car blah 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 and i stop i get real calm i drop my voice get real quiet i turn to him like hey man just tell me what you took and i'll let you go just tell me and he's like okay okay i took a backpack Asked him where it was. He said, it's in my backpack, which is lined over on the ground. So here I am on his back, and he's like face down on the ground. And I'm on his back with my hooks in, and I've got one hand, and I'm unzipping his backpack, and I find my backpack, which right. is an old ratty backpack that wasn't worth anything that I ended up throwing away like later, like six months later and never using. So I like shake it out, and I grab it. And I'm asking him, he's like, did you take anything else? He's like, okay, okay. We pause, and he looks at me. I was like, you can let me go? I told him, no, you stole it from me. Right. I'm not going to let you go. I'm calling the cops. Yeah. And he starts, he, he turns like, you lied to me, bro. You lied to me. And 
in a moment of, in like a witty moment that I've never been able to repeat, I yell at him, if you can steal, I can lie. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever said anything witty. Like, I'm not a witty retort kind of guy, but that just sure. in the moment that came out of me, and it's probably the greatest thing I'll ever say in the moment. Hilarious. That's, that's my high point. Well, at this point, the fight's back on. Right. right, we'd calm down, so he spins, and we're rolling and tussling, and I'm just are grappling. You still, at this point, are you still, like, effectively Yoda on Luke's back? Like, are yes, you still? I'm still okay. <laughs> yes, I'm still effectively Yoda on Luke's back, but it, and, and we're going, we're rolling, and we're rolling all over this parking garage, and eventually he spins over, and he's on top of me. So from, the, from like, the jujitsu side, he's in my guard. Okay. I'm on my back, and he stands up, and I ankle sweep him. So I grab his feet, I push into his hips, I knock him down, and I roll up. So now I'm on top of him. Okay. And we're pressed up against the wall. So his head is against the wall. He's down on the ground. I'm sitting on top of him and mount. And he keeps pushing on me. He's like pushing on my chest. And I'm thinking in my head, oh, armbar. And then again, I don't want to hurt him. And he could bite me. So I'm like, no, not armbar. And in my head, I'm going through this roll of decks like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I was like, oh, yeah, I can hit him. So, <laughs> yeah. So you're so done. Elbow, you're like, so you yeah. went from like, I don't want to hurt this guy. To, All right, enough of this. I'm hurting this guy. <laughs> yeah, enough of this. I'm hurting this guy. So I hit him with an elbow. I just drop an elbow um, on his face. Good one. Just wham. And I like, I sit up and I do, the, I do that classic like hit and then see what happens. So I hit him, and I see what happens, and he stops. He completely mellows out. He stops, and and now he gets real calm. He gets real quiet, and he goes, you're a little badass. Good fight, bro. And I shit you not, he holds out his hand to, like, shake my hand. And it was like, I'm I'm sitting on top, and he holds out his hand, and I'm just looking at him like, he's now effectively given up. Right. I'm exhausted. At this point, I realize, like, how exhausted I am. I'm yeah. sitting on top of him. I don't feel right. Like, I'm not going to pummel him right there in the parking garage. And he's, like, trying to shake my hand. So I, just, I remember just screaming, just like a, like, just like a primal scream, just like, just out of frustration. Just, and I pop off of him. I walk off, and I just, like, I'm just standing there, breathing heavy, trying to catch my breath. And I'm just staring at him. And he stands up, and he just waits there. And I'm just looking at him like, what? What do you want? And he, he's kind of sheepish. Like, he's got a little timid face. And he's like, can I, um, can I, can I get my, my backpack? <laughs> and I'm looking at his backpack <laughs> on the ground. And I'm like, just, just, just go. Just, yeah. Just, yeah, get your backpack and go. So he picks it up. And he hangs, he's still hanging out there again. And I'm looking at him like, what do you want? And he's like, uh. Standing, standing on my hat. Can I? Get, <laughs> like he had like a beanie cap that's falling. So I picked it up and I just threw it at him. And I'm like, "Go, get out of here!" So he takes off. I call the cops, give the dispatcher the the rundown of what's going on, and I wait. I'm waiting for the cops to show up. And at this point, I'm like, "What? What time is it?" So I look at it, and uh, it's about four twenty now. Okay. And I have my, my time card, my little clock out time stub. I clocked out right when I left, and it was 
So once you do a little math of like walking around, wow. this was about a 15 minute fight. Like I had, I had this like 10 to 15 minute back and forth wrestling match with some rando breaking into my car in my garage. So if we're going to go and like, what the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> That's pretty much it. Like, what the fuck was I thinking? And that is the story of my fight. Colton, it's always a roll of the dice when somebody approaches me with a story. This was a, a natural 20. This was such a good story. <laughs> oh my God, I cannot believe how awesome this was. So listeners, I'm going to give Colton a chance to uh, promote whatever he wants to promote. We're going to jump over to lessons learned. I have a list of things. He's, we all know what they are, but this stuff bears repeating. And one of the coolest things about lessons learned is there's a lot of the same lessons in every story. But if the lessons were so apparent, people wouldn't keep making these mistakes. So uh, join us for that. Colt, is there anything you want to promote on the show? Um, uh, yeah, a couple of things. So I'm out of the martial arts game. I have been for a little while. But if you're in Oregon, a couple of people I can recommend. Krav Maga of Oregon, which is where I train. They do seminars. Really good work. If you need a local class and you live in the Salem area, Salem Krav Maga is also really good. And then I... I have nothing but respect and good things for my friend Kurt, who runs ACD Combatives, and he has an incredible system that's a good blend of traditional Hapkido and more reality-based type uh, combatives with arresting control techniques, because he is also has law enforcement experience. And then if you want to support me for whatever reason, not that you would, but if you do, uh, you can go to theguildinthegrove.com, which is a, a nonprofit that I run that provides after school. It's an after school program out of the hobby shop that I run that provides kind of an affordable program geared towards the gaming hobbies that I do, like fantasy map making, history through D&D, art classes, and we're trying to do it for a small community. And it's obviously struggling since, you know, you can't have classes. So you can find me at theguildinthegrove.com and just reach out to us if you want to help contribute in any way. Awesome. Thank you, Colton, so much. Actually, hilariously, uh, not hilariously, I've never, I, did, I hadn't heard of the other two gyms, but Krav Maga Salem, I'm doing a seminar at this Saturday, I believe. I'm, on, I'm doing a reality violence seminar. I'd never, I didn't know who they were and they reached out for the free offer that I put out. So that's good that you promoted them. I don't know if this will come out before then, but hey, that's awesome. Yay, new friends at Krav Maga Salem. All right, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to, come join us on Lessons Learned. I have a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 points I want to bring up from that story. So let's jump over there one more time. Thank you. And don't forget to subscribe to this. Hit the bell on YouTube. If you're listening to this on audio, please give me a subscribe. It's awesome to see the feedback. And I'm a former sales guy. So every number and subscription I get keeps me motivated to keep doing these things. So thanks, everybody. Thank you, Colton, for your time. I thinking.